Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the Muslim Matters Podcast, where we discuss everything under the sun that affects Muslims, such as faith, local and global politics, social media, sex education, civil rights, and family matters, all coming from a traditional Orthodox perspective. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us online on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram on our handle, Muslim Matters. And check out our site daily at muslimmatters.org. And welcome to the Muslim Matters Podcast. My name is Zainab Bintinas, and I am your host. Today's episode is going to be a little different. Instead of having a guest, we're actually introducing our new podcast host, Irtaza Hassan. Muslim Matters is always looking to enrich our content for our audience, and Irtaza does exactly that. With his experience in national and grassroots da'wah, and as an involved father of four children, Irtaza brings a fresh perspective to discussions on parenting, fatherhood, community work, and more. Irtaza Hassan has a professional background in HR management and an extensive da'wah background as well. He was a founding manager and board member for Al-Maghrib Institute, a volunteer at the Texas Dawah Convention, Ikna Houston, Islamic Relief, and Missed over the years. He is currently on the Salam Re-Entry Board, helping incarcerated Muslims transition and acclimatize back into society once they're released. Welcome to the Muslim Matters Podcast, Imertaza. Thank you, sister. Good to be with you guys, with uh, you and uh, Siraj here on the podcast. All right. Great to have you. So <clears throat> let's just dive right into it. What do you envision bringing to MM? Why are you here? Well, honestly, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Muslim Matters just over the years um, with the articles and and seeing some of the the stuff Muslim Matters sheds light upon me and my wife both um, and, and a lot of our friends in the Houston community. You know, we'll always talk about, hey, did you see the new article or did you see the new um, the story that Muslim Matters posted? And um, I, I really was excited, you know, when I've talked to some of the Muslim Matters team, yourself and and Siraj and others just about the possibilities of kind of moving to or not moving to but enhancing Muslim Matters with also a podcast platform in addition to the great articles and and stories that are there. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to having your input there. Um, I wanted to ask you, what do you see in the community that needs to be addressed right now? I know in the past when we were younger, there were many issues that we had in mind, but what do you see uh, at the moment? You know, Siraj, in some of our space, I um, to be honest, I, I want to first say, I see a lot of dads around the country, you know, for you, you and me and, and Sister Zana, with some of the stuff we do, we're privileged to where we have friends all around the country, U.S. and Canada. So you see so many dads that are doing like amazing things and in their community with their own families. And I feel like some of those things can be shared and, and really expanded. Um, there's a good number of uh, Muslim moms and Muslim moms are, you know, amazing. They have all my respect. Then a lot of Muslim moms that are on podcast platforms and they're, they're providing spaces to collaborate for other sisters, other moms, and, and even dads can benefit. But I feel like us us Muslim dads and, and brothers or the husbands out there, we, we don't really have any similar space. So I feel that I do definitely know a lot of dads and, and men, a lot of fathers, they're struggling. Maybe they're not living up to their full potential. Maybe they're dealing with issues with their kid or with their with their, with their their wife or, or in-laws or family. And I feel like this sort of podcast can really, you know, benefit, but... To your question about, um, you know, issues to be addressed, I'll, I'll be honest. What I see, the the trends I see from from experts and and people who work on these issues are, uh, you know, there's so many topics, uh, and some of them are unique to the Muslim community, and some of them are, are are common with with non-Muslims. But some of the topics starting would probably be around mental health. You know, the stigma around it, uh, and and support or lack of support in some communities, and 
And then I think self-improvement topics, you know, how can we be that? How, how can someone be that better dad? How can someone be that better husband? How, how can someone be a better son to their aging parents? Um, and, you know, we consider, we really reflect on uh, toxic behaviors. Uh, one thing I'm really interested in as a, as a non-expert, someone who would love to talk to experts is the concept of intergenerational trauma of, uh, you know, uh, people who have depression, anxiety, and then also, it'll give us a chance as as guys, and, and also for women listeners, sisters who are listening, for us to really explore any biases, you know, any vices we have that, you know, maybe aren't always comfortable to talk about. But what, what are those things keeping us from living that life that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and really unlocking our full potential, you know, as a Muslim? I'm really glad that you brought up the whole issue of like mental health, intergenerational trauma. These are phrases that I've seen shared a lot amongst Muslim women. Again, Muslim women podcasts and, you know, Instagram discussions or social media discussions or even just like private conversations. But we don't see these conversations being had as much, at least in the public sphere, amongst brothers. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about that, you know, to the listeners? Just give people an idea. Like, are these conversations being had in the first place or are you hoping to kind of bring about some kind of revolution where brothers are thinking about these topics, where they are discussing them openly, where these things are being acknowledged. And it's not just seen as, oh, you know, that's like women's topics. You know, it's very interesting you say that. And uh, and I do want to say, you know, for, for people who don't know who are listening, I've, I've actually been, I've known Siraj almost 20 years and, and, and he's a friend of mine. And me and him were, you know, we were, alhamdulillah, we're friends with a lot of the uh, activists and, and scholars in the North American community. And it wasn't that long ago that, you know, we were hanging out in a room of a really good company, some people who you, you would consider them to be notable uh, authors around uh, topics for the Muslim community, uh, some scholars who are, you know, very prominent in, in North America, and, and, and some brothers who are active in different organizations. And the topic of mental health actually came up. And, and you know, one of the brothers, very uh, well-respected and, and very good in his field of, of theology and some of the things he that he's passionate about, he, he generally tended to be a little dismissive of the topic. Not not that he was he was mocking it or, or criticizing it, but he was saying, you know, I think we sometimes overemphasize mental health and we, we sometimes make it uh, maybe more important than, than it really might be. And I was pleasantly surprised, and, and, and I, I think Siraj may remember also, we had numerous brothers in this setting. Uh, some of them are imams and, and, and scholars in their own right, uh, who actually confessed that they actually go to therapy, that they actually believe in therapy, that they've actually seen people uh, benefit from it, and that uh, therapy is very much needed. Uh, it, it is not overemphasized. It, it is something uh, that we that is important. That there's no shame in. Uh, and in fact, I myself mentioned that in in my life, I've uh, both myself. And my wife, at, at different times, we have benefited from therapy and counseling. And I, I think it's just an amazing tool for, for Muslims to use. And, and of course, non-Muslims use it as well. And um, it, it was just great to have a, a group of 15 or, or more uh, brothers and imams and, and activists have the, that frank conversation. But Sister Zan, I'll tell you, I think there's still a lot of work to be done because still a lot of people have the attitude that, you know, either not to talk about issues or, you know, just make dua, be a good Muslim or, you know, just kind of keep, keep keep it to yourself. And, you know, there's just too much stigma. So definitely there's a lot of work to be done. And that's why we look to have guests who are experts in the field and, and activists and people who can really come and tell us their stories and their successes. And we can really share it with our listeners at Muslim Matters. 
This sounds really refreshing. I'm so glad that you're bringing this up from the get-go. So people know, you know, kind of what to expect from you in the future, inshallah. Um, and on that uh, on that subject, like, what are the topics that you're looking forward to bringing up in your episodes? Like you gave some broad, uh, a broad umbrella of subjects and topics, but what are some specific elements that you think are going to be really important to bring up? You know, I think I think we'll have a lot of fun, and and there's probably no topics that we that we wouldn't cover. But I think I think to be to be really um, at a basic level, it would be issues that are common to to men, to husbands, to fathers, uh, and uh, you know the kind of topics of all phases of the life of of, of a man. Uh, focus on how they approach their religion, their family, social settings, um, and a topic could be you know. How can a dad be more active with their younger kids? I, I, we, myself, I have four children, and recently we we have a, a newborn that's seven months old, and I know some fathers tell me they're like, look, we love being active with our kid when they, you know, turn six or closer to ten, but when they're newborns or infants, it's kind of awkward, you know. And 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 I get it. So it's a conversation comes up with some dads, you know, how do you, how do you get active or how do you how are you really um, involved in your kid's life when they're they're an infant? Or uh, another topic could be. Uh, if you're an extrovert dad, how do you how do you connect with your introvert kid without shaming them or teasing them or or dealing with that? And uh, some some brothers I talked to, you know, I myself in my early 40s, and some of them are like, how do you deal with aging parents or, or aging parents who themselves have illness and maybe they're not always the easiest to deal with, but they're still your parents. Um, how do you deal with that? Um, and then how do you support friends? So many of us have friends who are going through bad divorces or depression or job loss or, and sometimes we might be going through these things ourselves. How can we support them? Um, and, and, you know, the, and there's other areas, you know, with, with our kids, um, you know, in their life, their school, their extracurricular activities, their, their passions that they want to follow. How can we be supportive parents without always, you know, kind of talking down and, or, or trying to be over, overbearing or over controlling but at the same time, being uh, good influences and steady influences in our kids' lives. So I think I think we'll see a lot of these topics and a lot of different voices. Uh, whether we have uh, speakers who maybe come from a very uh, conservative background or uh, or maybe not as conservative, maybe more on the traditional side, and it, it'll just be great to hear those voices and stories. And all of us have a chance to really just learn from each other. That sounds really exciting, man. And um, I remember we were talking about a few of the topics you brought up. I, I don't know if you mentioned, I don't think you mentioned it over here, but I was really interested in what you had told me offline about fathers who were struggling to get their children to be more religious and dealing with that. Do you want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah, you know, th so this is, so Siraj, you know, and not not to say like that about us or to kind of give ourselves a pat on the back, but, you know, we, most of our, friends, I think yours and mine, or many of them tend to be from, uh, if we have to label them this way, they tend to be religious or from the masjid community. And I have brothers who, you know, they're struggling because they'll say, hey, you know, I thought I did everything right, but, you know, I have my kid, he's, he's, I notice he's slacking on fudger, which, of course, for religious practicing family is a big deal, you know. Uh, now, someone might look at that and say, hey, you know, at least your kid is good on the other prayers, you know, uh, it's better than 99% of people, but for a religious family or a devout family, missing fudger or being lazy about fudger is a big deal. I have other fathers tell me, you know, found out my kid, you know, listens to music or or has other behaviors, which again, many Muslims might look at as, hey, man, these are really small issues. But again, for some families, the, the, these issues can be can be bigger, especially based on how you view um, 
you know these issues through a lens of your your values or or through Islamic opinions you you'll follow. And one one thing I'll always try to tell dads is to look at it in two ways. One is as a definitely as a bigger picture, but two, how do you still benefit and relate to your kid without being so harsh that you turn them off, but at the same time letting them know where you stand on an issue and. Uh, in fact, you might remember, Siraj, you shared a story with me that I really love, and I think it was a story you had seen, which was about a dad who, um, you know, rather than coming really strong about Salah or uh, kind of always uh, getting on his kids and having them, you know, it become like an issue of friction, the dad would literally say, hey, uh, you know, I haven't prayed yet, and I think it's time for a gamma. Uh, I'm going to go pray. And hey, does anyone want to join? Or hey, does anyone want to be with me? Let's make wudu, and maybe we pray together. And Rather than turning it an issue of, hey, did you pray? It's more an issue of, I have to pray. Why don't you join me? And I think for a lot of us, our Islam, Islam is is a very personal thing. It's also for sure at a family, uh, you know, you want to practice together with your family. But I think, you know, th there's going to be these issues. And, and if we get into even more serious issues, you know, you'll have teenagers getting exposed to pornography. You'll have, you'll have other issues which are, are quite serious. And not just from an Islamic standpoint, but... These can be harmful behaviors that affect people later. You know, uh, someone might think that exposure to that soft porn is is very natural in the in the U.S. or Canada, but it it gets into other things that are bigger and more serious, and that it can imp impact people into their adulthood. So, um, I, I just think it's going to be great, Siraj, for us to bring these conversations out, and and people can talk about how they're dealing with it again, and, and in moderation, right? Not being too harsh to the kids where you're just breaking that relationship and then they're afraid to come to you. And then, but at the same time, um, you know, our Islamic values are our compass. And, and so we, we can't, you know, forget about those. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it myself simply because I am a father who has lots of kids alhamdulillah, and they're all varying ages from eight to 17. And I see the same issues with myself. I, I, you know, I, I think when I was asking the question earlier, I actually meant it more for myself more than anyone else, uh, because these things do come up with our kids and we're, we're all looking for solutions to how to deal with our kids and help them along as they're changing and growing and developing their own identities. Um, with that in mind, I wanted to also ask you, and this is the part that excites me the most, who are you hoping to bring on? You know, and here I'll say too, uh, alhamdulillah, we're just so blessed, uh, you know, knowing a lot of people on the on the scene here uh, that are active in Islamic communities and organizations in the U.S. and Canada and the West, and, and also, you know, across the pond in the U.K. and other places. But I, I think, you know, again, we'll have a lot of fun with the guests. Definitely, you'll have a healthy mix of the big names, scholars, and if I have to name a couple, especially on topics around fatherhood and family, I personally would love to regularly have someone like, um, you know, right here in Valley Ranch in the Dallas area, Sheikh Yasser Birjas is, is amazing. Um, Sheikh Abdullah Duru as well, um, and you have other elders like people like Dr. You know Imam Khalid Griggs and uh, Imam Siraj Wahaj, who just have a wealth of information and 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 benefit they can get wisdoms. Uh, I also think there's other brothers who aren't necessarily maybe sheikhs or imams, but they just have such good insight. I'd love to have a, and he's a good friend of mine and yours, uh, Mubin Vaid as a guest. Uh, we have brother Umar Usman from uh, Fick of Social Media, who just has a really, really good way of, of looking at things. I think there's Basam Zawadi, who I know uh, more as an online personality, but uh, and I benefit from some of his posts and the ideas he puts out. 
but also, you know, and I, I, I would love to, to partner with uh, yourself and Sister Zainab on this. I think there's some amazing um, uh, sheikhahs and, and experts and female speakers. I, I, I would love to have someone like Tamia Zubair out there, uh, someone like Safia Rabat out there. Um, in Houston, we have uh, Farad Shamsi, who essentially uh, has kind of recreated a similar curriculum to Farad Hashmi. It's created a lot of benefit out here. And I think there's amazing... Um, where there's beneficial and relevant messages for husbands, brothers, fathers, sons that could come from some of these uh, female scholars and activists. And, and I think they, they need to hear their voices as well. So I, th I think that we're just going to have such a mix of exciting names. And then there's one thing a, a brother told me who's who's done a podcast for many years. And he said, Ertiza, you're going to have all these big names that you know, and Sister Zainab and Siraj, you guys know them. But sometimes the best podcast is just a local brother who nobody knows. He goes to his local masjid. He's in the local community. He's doing amazing things, and nobody's heard those stories. And I really think that's what it, it's about. And and that's one of my passions. That you know, I I don't have the answers. I'm I'm hopefully going to be the person asking the questions and giving people a chance. But I would love to help create that platform that gives people a chance to tell their stories, their successes, and and even their challenges. That hey. You know, this is where I failed and failed and failed, but, you know, I learned from it. And and, and this is what I can offer other fathers and, and husbands and brothers who are listening. So I, I think, I think, inshallah, we're going to have a lot of fun with this. That sounds amazing to me. I'm actually really excited, too, uh, because a lot of the discussions on parenting, family, uh, for women anyways, it tends to be women between women, and we feel like they... We get a lot of this targeted information, even halaqas, khutbas, whatever, right? Um, but we find ourselves often asking like, oh, what advice our brother is getting? And I think this podcast in particular will be a really great opportunity for us to kind of hear from the other end. And there's a lot of women who want their husbands to be involved fathers. And a lot of guys, obviously, who want to be better fathers, but there isn't necessarily as much of a prepared script for them as... There might be for Muslim women, for example. And so being able to have this podcast platform uh, where you're going to be having other guests, where I'm around, where Siraj is around, inshallah, and we're going to have these conversations between ourselves. I really hope, inshallah, the intention is to open up this conversation to everybody and realize that this isn't, you know, moms aren't the only parents, dads aren't the only parents. But obviously, it's a team effort, right? And everybody kind of needs to be on the same page. And as you said, there are so many amazing parents, moms and dads, who are not you know, necessarily experts in the field or sheikhs or sheikhahs, um, but them as well. And they all are going to have very unique insights to offer in this. So really, really looking forward to that, inshallah. Uh, finally, I'm just going to ask you, and I know this is going to sound um, a little brusque to some people, but what do you see as your role as a podcast host? And why should listeners commit their time to this podcast? You know, and I, I, those are great questions, and I think it's it's really a privilege for us to have this uh, platform that, you know, alhamdulillah, Allah SWT has given with Muslim Matters. You guys have readership all over the globe, uh, and probably will have uh, podcast listeners all over the globe. And I think what what is unique, and, and this is, you know, just some of the, the relationship and trust that I have over the years with Siraj and, and Inshallah working with you, Sister Zainab, is that this is a podcast where, you know, we are going to have serious conversations and some of those are going to be fun and we'll have fun with them. And some of them are going to be dark topics as well that need attention. But what I find unique about the approach of Muslim Matters, and, and we see this in the articles for Muslim Matters, is we touch all sorts of topics. Sometimes we 
bring problems to the surface and we bring un, you know uncomfortable discussions but we always try to address it with some sort of solution even if we don't have the solution yet even if it's a process to get to the solution and here you know i think about one thing not to not to go on a tangent but i'll share years ago there was a documentary called unmasked very popular and and to be honest very creative it was a creative idea a lot of people uh, liked it. it it created some buzz and and it created some very legitimate and valid points about you know certain mosque uh, masajid had cultures that were that were not uh, welcoming that were not uh, you know friendly for people for converts for for born muslims for sisters the whole concept of the side entrance came out of that a lot of different things for children and you know, a lot of people were talking. It became a water cooler conversation for Muslims. Hey, did you watch Unmasked? Hey, did you did you see Unmasked? How did it make you feel? My 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 one problem, if I if I had a criticism of it, and again, I I think it was a good piece, was that it didn't really give any sense of solutions. It had you know clips of many imams and activists and sisters just mentioning kind of situations that many people know. And, uh, you know, they were obviously sad and frustrated. And some of them said they've abandoned going to the mosque altogether, which, again, I understand those feelings. But I think our responsibility when we talk about such serious topics is that we don't leave our audience with just the problems and the frustration. And I don't think that's fair to our audiences. So I think one of the things is we, we have so many capable people in the Muslim Ummah, so many amazing guests, imams, activists, therapists, experts in different fields academics that you know when we talk about these sort of issues uh, and i know you both of you feel the same way we're going to try to mix it up with with some solutions as well or we admit that we don't have the solution yet but we we, we start to kick that process out where you know we're going to get there as a community we're going to talk about it we're going to find it so th th that's one reason that i really hope people give it a chance you know when you're in the car when you're uh, traveling when you're in the in the train you know Check out the Muslim Matters podcast, and I, and I, I think audience, you know, they inshallah won't be disappointed. Inshallah, I'm really glad that you brought up that this is going to be not just an opportunity to talk about the problems, but the solutions too, because that's definitely what we need—a more solution-oriented focus. A lot of people do get caught up in the complaining part, and obviously, like that's part of the process, right? Like discussing these issues and and bringing them to light. But we need to move beyond just here's the problem, here's the problem, here's the problem and move towards what can we do about it in a holistic, healthy way um, that has really got an, uh, the end goal being Ihsan uh, always. So really looking forward to what you have to offer, inshallah. So khair. we are reaching the end of our time, um, but this is a great t opportunity to just get to know you, what you're planning on bringing forward to the platform. Um, just really amazing. I really appreciate it. I just want to, you know, double down on what you said about us being solution focused here, because oftentimes social media and maybe even the news cycle in general, it biases towards uh, fire and brimstone to, towards controversy, whatever, you know, whatever bleeds leads. And over the years, one of the lessons we've learned in Muslim matters is that sometimes it's more important to be deliberate, take your time, wait for all the information to come out and then have good, meaningful conversations. And we hope that even as we do have conversations about difficult matters, some of those d dark ones that you mentioned, uh, we're doing so in a way that's not meant to generate hits. We're not doing it in a way that's meant to bring views to Muslim matters. We, we have no need for that. But what we really want to do is simply discuss the issue for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the sake of benefiting our community, for the sake of bettering ourselves and our families.
So I'm really looking forward to what you're bringing, inshallah. And uh, with that, I think we can wrap up. Yeah, to our listeners, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to share your own comments and thoughts below and let us know what topics you'd like covered in Brother Irtiza's show. We're all really looking forward to the insights that you and your guests will have to share with us, inshallah. So, jazakallah khair again uh, and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Hey everyone, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us online on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram on our handle, Muslim Matters. And check out our site daily at muslimmatters.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa